What is up, my friends, and welcome to It's -a Me Uncensored. Guys, I'm kind of nervous about this episode because this is going to be the first actual episode that's going to set the tone for the rest of these episodes. So please do me a favor and smash that subscribe button or whatever it's called. Rate me on the iTunes store. That would really make me a very happy kid because I just started this podcast. Right now, as of this recording, I'm sitting in my childhood bedroom in the south of Germany. This is where it all started, where my modeling career started and I'm going to answer the most asked question ever on my YouTube channel which is hey Mario how did you become a model I'm going to tell you exactly how my career went until this point I'm also going to touch on some controversies like sexual harassment on just basically my experiences it's going to be raw unfiltered and uncut because that's what it's me is all about so just to give you a quick overview I've been modeling for the past four years more or less you know I started here in Germany then I went to New York City went to Milan Asia basically traveled all over the world with modeling and I have had the most amazing experiences I can say whatever bad thing I experienced in modeling it's definitely being outweighed by the amazing experiences I met so many amazing people and without modeling I think I would have never started my YouTube channel and this whole social media experiment journey that I'm on right now so um, let's start in the very beginning I was a very skinny kid when I was in the south of Germany I was not very confident to be honest um, especially when I was before like the time when I was 15 my, in my early teens I was dealing with a lot of self-hatred and um, I didn't have a lot of confidence until I decided to one day go to Peru in South America um, I learned to speak Spanish and uh, just gained a lot of confidence overall just by being in a foreign country and also by doing Taekwondo. It's a martial art I picked up while I was in Peru and it definitely changed my life because then I learned that I can do things. Whenever I set myself a goal, I understood that I can achieve it just by working every day in the gym, um, doing martial arts. And a good side effect of that was also that I started developing a pretty decent body. You know, I started getting some abs. I literally had a little bit of a six pack. Um, so when I went back to my hometown in Germany, I was like, oh, shit, I can't do Taekwondo anymore. I'm going to start eating sauerkraut and bratwurst again, which I never ate. But still, it, I knew that I was not going to keep my six pack. So at least I wanted to take some cool pictures with me having abs so then I can show my grandkids that, hey, kids, one day your grandfather had abs, right? So I did that. And uh, when I took these pictures, I didn't really think anything about it. I, th I didn't think they were going to be published anywhere. I literally just wanted to take these pictures to kind of show off, maybe show them to my friends, maybe post them on Facebook. And that's also what I did. I ended up posting one of them on Facebook. And I don't know how it happened, but miraculously, it was reposted on a group for, like one was called uh, Gay Cowboys, so it was like a gay forum for <laughs> for Facebook because apparently a lot of people liked my, you know, uh, six-pack cute boy look. And then also was posted on a group called uh, German Models, right? So I was posted on the group and there were a lot of photographers and casting directors and just people interested in modeling who saw my post. And from that, I remember exactly one day. Um, I was not focused on any of the modeling stuff. You know, I was going to go to university and uh, I get a message on Facebook 
from a casting director from an agency and he said hey mario you are gorgeous and he literally wrote that in all caps he was like mario you are gorgeous you should be a model and come to new york and first when i heard it i was like yeah well that's gonna be some weird you know scam on the internet i've heard all about it so um because i thought he was a scam i was like yeah, okay, I'll come to New York and meet you without even knowing who you are. And I'm not going to recommend this to anybody because definitely do some research, be a little bit suspicious if people invite you to a foreign country. But I was at the point in my life where whenever I followed my impulse, whenever I had a decision to make that was a little bit irrational, maybe even crazy, I always made the best decisions when I just followed that impulse. And that's exactly what I did. So when I was, uh, I think I was like nine, 18, 18 years old or so, I decided to go to New York City and I, I, let me tell you guys, New York City until this day is still one of my favorite cities in the entire world. There's no city who has that much to offer, no city who has got the same intensity as New York. So I went to New York City and I started taking my first test shoots. Test shoots are basically photo shoots with, photo with photographers where you don't pay the photographer and the photographer doesn't get paid um, or doesn't pay you. It is basically a mutually beneficial agreement where it's just about taking pictures for both of your portfolios. So that's when I started building my first modeling portfolio. And I also got my first agency in New York City. That was just a trip for like two, three weeks. Then I went back to Germany and then I had the option for the first time to go on a trip to New York City for New York Fashion Week. It was going to be my first ever modeling trip as a professional model represented by an agency called One Management in New York City. And at the time I was studying in Berlin. I was studying psychology and business. And I remember that I was in the, in the, at the point where I was like, no, I can't I have to study. But then I was like, listen, Mario, this is one of these decisions again. I could not do it and always wonder my whole life what would have happened if I had the balls to go to New York. Because I had a lot of excuses. I could have been like, no, it's not working out with uni. You know, I was also scared of going to New York. I was like, oh, it's going to be expensive. It's very uncertain. But part, like, part of me knew that exactly that is the reason why I had to do it. So when I was 19 years old, I decided to go to New York City while I was supposed to go to lectures in Germany. Again, kids... If any kids are listening, probably you should you should unsubscribe from my podcast right now because it's not good life advice in general just to skip uni. But I was still studying for uni. I always did pretty well in school. So while I was in New York City, I still studied for my lectures and I came back after Fashion Week and still wrote my exams and still passed. And I actually, I don't want to brag, but I actually got like pretty much straight A's. Even though that sounds like such a douche. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. But it's the truth, right? So um, you can definitely... I can study abroad. I was always studying while I was going to castings in New York. And my first time going to New York, I was expecting a lot of the modeling industry. I thought it was going to be very glamorous. The truth is that I was arriving to New York and they sent me to a model apartment and I thought I you know I watched like Germany's next top model America's next top model model apartments are supposed to be like these crazy mansions in Bel Air in Beverly Hills in Los Angeles the truth is it was an apartment in deep deep Brooklyn New York with seven people sharing one bathroom I'm never gonna forget I got, I got there and they said oh there's not much space left you know for fashion week a lot of guys are arriving so we only have this bunk bed here and there were like three guys sleeping in a small room we had one bunk bed and one mattress that was just 
thrown in the middle of the room. So there was literally, I couldn't even have done push-ups in my own room because there were just like suitcases and shit everywhere, you know? Um, so it was a very stressful environment, but still, like, I learned so much because all the guys I was staying with, they were pretty positive, you know? I had some guys from all over the world, literally one Canadian guy I, I really got along with, one Brazilian guy uh, who was super ripped and always went to the gym, you know, a lot of different characters you meet in uh, modeling, and my first modeling trip actually went pretty well, I um, still had to pay for all my expenses, which means my flight, and also my first visa, you know, my visa to go to the US was like $4,000, so with all my expenses, I actually went home to Germany, and I made zero dollars like i i literally even out which means i paid for all my expenses for the apartment which is like a thousand dollars a month which is ridiculous you know if you think about it i was staying in berlin at a very nice place for like 300 400 a month and all of a sudden i go to new york and for like three times as much i'm staying in a place with seven guys sharing one bathroom but still, it was an amazing experience, and after New York, I had a little bit of a portfolio, and I kind of gained more confidence also in front of the camera, you know, I was not as shy anymore, and uh, from there, I then went to Singapore, that was my second trip, because in modeling, you always have different modeling agencies, you know, have you, you have one mother agency, which is like your management agency who manage your career, and then you have agencies in each market, you know, there's one agency in Singapore, for the Asian markets, they can book you jobs in like Thailand, Singapore, then you have one agency in New York, one agency in Germany, I had one in Hamburg, then you have one agency in Milan, maybe one in Paris, one in London. I never went to Paris because to go to Paris you have to be really skinny, they're usually like very skinny and thin guys and I was always a little bit more athletic. So um, yeah, went to Singapore and Asia for me, Singapore was probably one of my best markets, I actually made a lot of money there. Um, also stayed at a model apartment with a lot of guys and it's just crazy how much I gained from just going to these places for like two month periods and from that point on I kind of got used to the lifestyle of always staying in one place for a period of two months you know because I think two months three months is the perfect time because that's the time it takes for you to really get into a culture and to get a sense of what the environment is and then you move on and you make new experiences. You go to a new place, right? So um, that was my experience up to this point. And I started making a living out of modeling. I still wasn't rich. I would, have I would have probably made more money if I stayed in Berlin and just worked a regular job. But still, I was traveling all over the freaking world doing something that's really fun. You know? you know, you go to castings, but still going to castings can be fun because you always meet other people. Sometimes it's annoying when you have to wait in line for like hours, but still, it's overall a pretty good experience. Um, so then I was faced with a decision of, hey, what am I going to do with university? Because I knew that I could go back to New York for another season of Fashion Week. And I knew that I wanted to go back. Because in New York, I learned so much. I also started getting into acting. I took some acting classes in New York. Just because, again, I had the impulse. I knew that it was one of my biggest fears to be in front of a crowd of people and perform or act, you know. But that's exactly why I knew I had to do it. And with acting, I literally learned so much about myself. I can, I can pretty confidently say that acting has had the, the most impact on my life uh, out of all the things I've ever done. Like acting definitely, it's such a big step out of my comfort zone. It really got me in touch with my own emotions, with my past. I went to an acting class in New York called Susan Batson Studio, can highly recommend it. Uh, it's, it's very like, it's all about method acting. It's not your like your conservative like theater, um, Meisner acting thing where you just do like script analysis or something. No, it's really... Every single time I went there, I was crying. 
I was on the floor, I was crying, I was digging into my past and everybody was doing that. It's such a judgment-free place where you can just express yourself and maybe I'm going to do a separate episode about acting and all the experiences I made, I made there because it's uh, there's some crazy stories I definitely went through and a lot of realizations I made. So also one thing I can recommend to anybody, if you ever want to learn something about yourself, just challenge yourself and do something new and acting I think you can take an acting class do an improv class or take any acting class it's going to be a huge huge game changer in your personal development <clears throat> so yeah um, let's also talk now about a little bit of the darker side of the modeling industry because I mentioned that I was traveling all around the world and then I was faced with a decision of hey do I want to continue this or do I want to focus more on university? Because I had missed some classes. I was still doing well. But at one point I was like, hold on a second. I could literally travel full-time as a model to a new place every single month almost. Or I can go back to uni and always do it like 50%. And I feel like if you do two things at 50%, you're not doing anything. So I'm that type of person who's always like, hey, you got to commit, you got to choose one thing. So I decided that at this point, I'm just going to stop my studies because I can always go back to Berlin. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm German. I, it's easy for me to always go back to Berlin and just study. It would take me like, uh, like two months and I'd be back in my where I left off, you know. So I just put my university on hold and I went for it. And uh, when I went for it, I went to Milan in Italy and um, went to fashion week and all my career in modeling they always told me that I had to be very skinny because like I said I always had a pretty muscular chest I always liked working out so uh, then all of a sudden in modeling they told me to be skinny because a lot of people don't know that you, you don't you can't have a lot of muscle if you want to be a model especially for runway shows like Milan fashion week they want really skinny guys you know maybe you've seen them in runway shows they want skinny guys who can just fit all those tiny designer jackets. So I really had to lose a lot of weight. And to be honest, I lost more weight than I wanted to. I went to Milan. It was winter. I was not in a really good place. I was just simply not eating enough. You know, I stopped working out, which kind of made me less balanced in general. I felt kind of stressed. I didn't have a lot of friends in Milan. You know, I was just running from one casting to another just to hear, no grazie. All the freaking time they said, no, thank you. And uh, it's just, if you cannot deal with rejection in modeling, you should never do this, you know, because on average for every, I would say 15 to 20 castings, you maybe get one job, let's say 10, you know, it depends, but um, it's really discouraging if you just go out all day and you get nothing in return. It's not like a regular job where you know, hey, you're going to be working for eight hours and you're going to get a salary. No, modeling is very, very inconsistent. And my problem was that when I first started, I started off very well. You know, I did a lot of runway shows in New York. I did a lot of jobs, even campaigns in Singapore. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm off to a great career. I thought, hey, I was going to do the next, like do all the big campaigns, all the big shows in Milan. And then I get there and I wasn't booking anything, you know. I booked like one one little uh, job before Fashion Week started. And then I was, during Fashion Week, I also kind of hurt my hurt my leg. And a lot of things just came together. I was too skinny. Even though I fit designer jackets, I just wasn't being booked. And that can just be bad luck. Maybe my look is not right for the season, whatever happened. And then while I was walking around Milan Fashion Week, I remember exactly, I was kind of sad, you know, listening to some sad, melancholic songs. Um, my mom called me and also told me that my grandma uh, just passed away. So in that moment, I uh, decided to uh, cancel Milan Fashion Week in the middle of castings and uh, just go back to my 
family to go to the funeral. And uh, that was the point where I realized, hey, modeling is a very demanding industry and I'm not going to change the way I look just to get jobs because that's just not healthy. I was not happy with the decision I'd made of losing that much weight. And I was like, F it, you know, I'm going to be more athletic. And then I went back to New York and I kind of changed my whole look from being more of the high fashion model. You know, I had a gap between my teeth, which is kind of edgy. You know, there's two types of modeling. You have the high fashion models who are doing like the runway shows and the magazine editorials. And then you have the more commercial models, you know, that do jobs that are more commercial, you know, like Nike or some like uh, department stores, you know, like nice jobs where they just want nice, natural and good looking guys that are not necessarily crazy, edgy or weird looking, you know. And um, that's what I did when I went back to New York. And it really worked out well for me. I also got more into acting. But I also realized that with modeling, after doing it for then maybe like a year, two years, I realized that I missed the freedom of creativity. I miss creating something because at the end of the day, you're always waiting for somebody else to book you. You're basically always trying to, well, suck somebody else's dick to get a job, like metaphorically or even physically uh, to get ahead, you know? <laughs> to, oh my God, this is, getting, this is getting weird. But I'm just saying that I miss just being my own boss. And that's when I also started getting into Instagram. I started posting some pictures and I realized, of course, people like model pictures. People like shirtless pictures. I started gaining some followers on Instagram. I gained like 10,000 followers. I was like, hey, this is fun. So I started posting more frequently while I was in New York. And slowly but surely, I started developing a following. And then from there, I started also posting some short videos. They were super cringy now looking back, but I was posting like some short um, inspirational videos on my Instagram. And from there, I realized how nice it is if you can work for yourself and you are in control. You are in control of the work you put in and you can create a video that's going to get you something, that's going to share a message and it's just such a nice creative outlet because with modeling you're always waiting and sometimes you have jobs, it's going well, but then it's very inconsistent. I just needed something to do while I was waiting for jobs basically and it was a good mix. So I was traveling all around the world and then I started doing some videos about my experience as a model, you know, I, I answered questions like, hey, how to become a model. And then I made my first vlog ever, I remember exactly, um, about New York Fashion Week, because I, I made a video for my dad once while we were in Thailand. And um, it was a gift, a birthday gift for him, just as a memory. And I was like, you know what, I want to have one of these memories about New York Fashion Week, because I want to, I want to be able to look back and be like, hey, I went to New York Fashion Week when I was 18. And I want to have one of these memories. So I made a vlog basically just take, took my camera around uh, New York Fashion Week, made a bunch of jokes, talked to a bunch of people, uh, other models, and just fooled around, basically. And uh, uploaded it on YouTube. It's called, I think it's still up there. It's called uh, How's Life as a Model During New York Fashion Week or something like that. And uh, I didn't even think about anything, you know. But then when I checked back a couple of weeks later, that video all of a sudden had like 70,000 views. And I was like, how, how, how did that happen? Like, why are people watching this video? And then I understood that there's the, like YouTube algorithm. And all of a sudden, the video was full of comments of people asking me questions about my diet, what I'm going to do next, my modeling, my, like my morning routine, my, my fitness routine, everything. And then I was like, hold on, okay, let me just make another video answering these questions. Then I made some Q&A videos. Then I got more questions. And all of a sudden, I started building my brand on YouTube. That's now changed, obviously. Now I'm doing more experiments and more like fun relationship content. It's gone away from modeling. 
But uh, basically, yeah, that's how it all started. And one more reason why I was a little bit sick of the modeling industry is also the fact that I mentioned that sometimes you have to kiss somebody else's ass or metaphorically or physically suck somebody else's dick. Um, that is true because unfortunately a lot of photographers uh, I've worked with were kind of using their power to demand sexual favors. It's happened to me multiple times where I went to a casting or I went to, it's more photographers like private photographers. They work with big magazines. And of course, they can get you into a magazine. They can actually book you for jobs. They have a huge influence in your career or even they shoot with you. You get nice pictures. You get, you know, the the fame or just you're being associated with them. It can really benefit your career. And if you're a young model and you're very insecure and it's such a competitive industry, a lot of times you'll give in to that, you know, and then photographers will say like, hey, um, it's, it's, it started with, you know, I had a, a photo shoot for an underwear shooting and the photographer slowly started um, arranging my underwear, you know, I was shooting and sometimes, you know, you, if you're a stylist and something's wrong and you kind of have to pull it up or down, do it by all means, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But then also while he did it, he intentionally started to touch my dick my penis. It's great. I can actually say penis on here because I think podcasts cannot be demonetized. Hell yeah. That is that is great. That's because on YouTube literally it's such a it's such a bitch. <laughs> now I'm going to start cursing for real though. Um yeah, so that started and I have to be honest, sometimes when I was younger especially, I was kind of overwhelmed with the whole situation i didn't know how to react i also didn't know how to say no necessarily because you're a young model your career depends on this one person so i sometimes let things happen that i didn't want to happen and i think it makes me just so sad that these guys who are sometimes really shitty photographers just portray themselves as like this big deal especially with younger models who might be insecure to get some sexual favors. And that is something that really pisses me off. You can do this stuff with older guys, maybe who are more experienced, who know who they are. But younger models, it just pisses me off that these people use their power and it happened so many times to me. And that's one thing that is very, very, unfortunately, especially in male modeling, very common. Because unlike other jobs where sexual harassment happens mainly to women, in the modeling industry, it's mainly men because the male model industry is mainly gay. You know, there's a lot of gay photographers and um, unfortunately, a lot of them become predators. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends, photographers who are amazing, you know, that's still a minority, but it does happen a lot, especially because it's such a highly, highly sexualized industry. And now, what's my current situation? After having been to, I modeled in like LA, Korea, I went to Singapore, I went to jobs in Thailand, Malaysia, Australia, London, New York. And what's my situation now with modeling? Because if you're following my YouTube channel, you can probably tell that I'm not doing that much modeling anymore. My thing with modeling right now is just that I don't really have the time since I'm doing YouTube, I'm editing all my videos by myself. Now I'm doing this podcast. I'm still doing Instagram. I'm really working so much editing and I love every single second of it. If I went to castings, unfortunately, I wouldn't have time for all that stuff. You know, I, 
I for the for the money I get back, if I went to castings in LA, for example, I would spend, you know, sometimes going from Hollywood to Santa Monica to to some casting, I would spend like an hour and a half in traffic going there. Then I would spend an hour waiting in line to say two lines and get a no thank you and then drive back an hour and a half in rush hour. And for these like five hours, even if I get the job, I'd rather sit at a coffee place and work on a new YouTube video. That's gonna help me long term. So my thing with modeling right now, I'm still going to do some modeling trips. I still want to do another New York Fashion Week or something. And I'm still for sure going to do another Asia trip or something. I, was, I, might, I might go to the Philippines for modeling just for like two months or so because I feel like it's a fun place. And it's more about the experience at this point than it is about money. Because fortunately with YouTube, I can I can make a living. I can support myself. I don't rely on modeling jobs anymore. I don't have to run to like 25 castings a week. Um, and get like 24 no's, right? So I'm still going to do modeling, especially when I'm in LA. I love shooting. I love being creative. And I'm going to do direct direct bookings or some castings that are really important. I'm still going to do those because I genuinely like modeling, but it's not going to be the focus of my life anymore, at least at this point. I really think acting might be more of a thing I might get into. Um, as you know, I love it. Um, but now again with social media, I just like being in control. But I know if I keep continuing on this journey, then I'm going to have more opportunities even in modeling and acting. And looking back, once again, modeling is the one thing that started it all. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to change it for anything. I don't agree with the modeling industry per se, but the jobs I've done, my God, I've done campaigns where I was shooting with girls. Like literally, I probably have kissed more women on a photo shoot than in real life. I mean, it's, it's it seems like enough. I've just have some crazy, crazy experiences that I gained through modeling just with the people I meet on set because photographers, the team, the stylists, makeup artists, other models, they're usually really cool. So um, yeah, just watch my YouTube videos. Then you get an idea of that whole thing. And also one more thing, because I know there's going to be some questions out there about anything, you know, about my relationships, maybe some controversial stuff. Literally, this is an open place. This is, it's a me, uncensored, so we can talk about anything. So please, there's a feature on the app called Anchor, where you can actually send me voice messages. So what I want to do, I want to do a Q&A video in my next episode. So please, if you have any question for me, just take your phone, click the link, it's in the show description, and you can just uh, send me a little voice memo. I'm going to look after and review every single voice memo individually, and then I'm going to do a video where I'm just going to answer your most frequently asked questions. So, guys, once again, this is the first episode. Any feedback will be highly appreciated. Um, just drop me, uh, yeah, just drop me a review. That'd be fantastic on iTunes. But please do that only if you're going to write me five stars because that's, you know, people are going to see that shit. If you rate me like three stars, maybe just don't. Um, yeah, that's all I can say for this episode. I freaking love you guys. I don't know how to end a podcast yet, so I'm just going to say... Mario out.